How does the S word keep you from hearing from God? Find out more on today's podcast. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. This has been such a fun series and a good series. We've heard a lot of feedback about it, but our series is not over yet because today we're going to be answering possibly the biggest question of all four that we're addressing. The question is, how do we know that is God's voice that we're hearing? But before we get into answering this question, there are a few things we want to share with you. That's right. First of all, we have been blown away with your response to our request that you review us on the platform that you listen to. And we ask that you would please continue to rate us if you haven't taken the time to do that yet. It just takes a real brief, maybe 30 seconds. So I will say that I had a couple of people say it's a little harder to leave a comment because you have to like sometimes sign up, put your name. So for those of you who did that, put in that extra work. Thank you. Thank you. But you can always rate with the stars and not have to write anything. We'll take either one. That's right. Because what happens is it helps bring God's word gives hope to the attention of others so that they can benefit from it too. I also wanted to remind you, because I haven't talked about coaching in a while, that um, as a life and leadership coach, I can help you establish who you are and help you excel at what God has called you to do. So if you don't feel 100% confident in who you are or what God has called you to do, then let me help. So all you have to do is go to my website, JanaeShatleyCamp.com, and sign up for a consultation, and we'll figure out whether coaching is what you need. Well, let's get started with answering today's question by adding our fourth letter to our acronym. But before we do, just want to remind you to stick around to the very end because we felt that there might be one more piece to hearing God. Mm. Well, I'm excited about that because I think our follow-up is going to be very helpful. So if you've enjoyed this series, then I know you'll enjoy next week's episode as well. But again, we're going to share about that at the end. So I'm going to do a quick recap of our first three weeks. So first we talked about believe, the idea that we need to believe that God does and desires to speak with us. Second, we learned about attuning ourselves. That is the idea of positioning ourselves to hear God's voice better And then third, we need to be open and receptive to God's methods by which he communicates with us. So we have three letters, a B, A, and an R. So what are we spelling? Bar? Uh, (laughs) No, we're not spelling bar, Janae. There is another letter coming. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to find out our fourth letter um, that goes along with our fourth word, We are going to read our main verses that we have been focused on, and we'll discover that word. So for this series, we have been focused on the prophet Elijah and a conversation that he has been having or that he had with God, and it's recorded in 1 Kings chapter 19, and I will be reading verses 11 through 13. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him, and as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. 
but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. How did Elijah know that God's voice was not in the wind or the earthquake or the fire? I feel like this is a really great question because especially with the fire, like we see God speak through fire elsewhere in the Bible. And Elijah, he would have known that story of the burning bush and Moses and Elijah even asked God to call, he called down fire, asked God to rain down with fire. So God responded to Elijah with fire. So I think it's a very valid question. How did he know? Yeah, but this time Elijah knew that the fire was not God's voice. And how did he know? Well, that is our final word, no, with a K. We need to believe God speaks, attune ourselves to hear him and be receptive of the ways he speaks And then we need to learn to know God's voice. So for our listeners who are smart people, they now know that our acronym is BARK. Um, I want to bark really bad, but Amy said I couldn't. Down girl. Um, (laughs) So when we talk about BARK, is this the idea that we're supposed to be barking at God or are we supposed to um, yell at him until we're heard? Or maybe this has to do with all of the loudness around us. Because, you know, I feel like there are voices and things constantly barking at us. And so really, that's kind of the point, is that we don't need to engage in that loudness. We don't need to engage in barking at God, and we do not need to engage in the barking that happens around us. But if we embrace these four truths that bark represents, we won't feel the need to bark. Quite the opposite. When we believe, attune, receive, and know, it actually helps us quiet our hearts and we're able to hear from God. And if we will remind ourselves of the truth behind each letter, it gives us a place to land when it comes to our conversation with God. So hopefully this acronym will help you remember what to do the next time you are struggling with hearing from God. But this week, we want to focus on helping us understand better how to recognize and to know God's voice above all the other voices. So let's talk about that for a minute. What are those other voices? So something that might be barking at me a little bit right now is my calendar. Um, so it, when I think about what is loud and what is taking some of my attention, it's my tendency to overcommit or think that I am a superwoman and can do all of those things. I look at my calendar and I am already tired for next week. And that's not how God has called me to live. There's, I, I will lack the ability to connect with people and be intentional. So I should have stopped when those requests were coming in and spoken to God and waited and heard his voice, but even now I can stop and say, okay, Lord, what do I need to do about this? Is that something I need to hold you? Absolutely not, Janae. You just mind your own business. No, I'm just kidding. Sure. We can talk about it. Well, you know, what's interesting is that that's not really a voice, you know, like a literal voice coming from a person, although there may be people behind those commitments. 
And I was thinking along the same lines. You know, I feel like the loudest thing in my life is my to-do list, the things that I feel pressured that I need, that needs to happen. But I also have this looming stress that is very loud um, in my life from the financial side of beginning a new business and Mm. the tension that lies there about, you know, where I am as far as money going out versus money coming in. So, you know, that can be a very loud voice. It can. And thinking about the people side of loud voices, social media. You guys will be proud of me to know that Facebook, the app is once again off of my phone um, because it has become one of those voices that got very loud. I am looking at people that I don't necessarily know. I'm following people because of their incredible home interior or their wonderful relationship advice or look at their perfect parents and all those voices start to distract me and start to take my focus off of who God is. They, it's like they grow up in my heart and start to choke out his voice. Yeah. Well, you know what? That reminds me of our Heart of Culture series, which was episode 31 and 32, where it talks about how the weeds and the thorns and the different things can grow up and the cares of this world can strangle out the word of God. Mm-hmm. And the word of God is the voice of him to us these day, you know, in this day. And um, that is a way that his voice can be stifled and we don't hear it. So basically anything that is distracting or blocks us from our ability to hear God. You know, we haven't actually talked about the S word okay. yet. Janae, I feel like I'm going to have to get on to you if you keep being <laughs> naughty in this podcast. This is a family show. So the S word is sin. I'll allow it. Okay. Well, when we are actively participating in something that we know is being disobedient into the ways of God, it absolutely will cause static in our ability to hear his voice. And we need to remember that. But the real question is, how do we know it is God's voice? So let's say we're leaning in, we're attuning, we're doing all the things, mm-hmm. but how do I know that that is God's voice prompting me? So I think the word know is the key there. So to know God's voice, we have to know God. So much of our doubt or our questioning is whether or not something is like him. Does it align with his character? Is it something that he should or would speak to us? Because we know that we have the word of God and God's voice is always going to line up with that. But we only know that when we spend time studying to know God. That's very good. Well, it reminds me, and I want to share with you, uh, our listeners, from a book that I've been reading called Hearing God from Dallas Willard. And um, he also has a devotional book called Hearing God. Just a little caveat. The book is thick, and it's one of those that if you read a little bit of it, you need to put it down and think about it some more. It's good, but I just want to let you know that as Mm -hmm. if the listener wants to run out and buy it. Um, the devotional book is broken up into much more little bite-sized pieces, so it's a little bit more to, easier to take in. But Dallas says this, the doleful reality is that very few human beings really do concretely desire to hear what God has to say to them. This is shown by how rarely we listen for his voice when we are not in trouble or when we are not being faced with a decision that we do not know how to handle. 
People who understand and warmly desire to hear God's voice will, by contrast, want to hear it when life is uneventful, just as much as when they are facing trouble or a big decision. This is a test that we should all apply to ourselves as we go in search of God's word. Do we seek it only under uncomfortable circumstances? Our answer may reveal that our failure to hear his voice when we want to is due to the fact that we do not in general want to hear it, that we want it only when we think we need it. Oh, that is strong. Our failure to hear God's voice may be because we truly aren't hungry to hear it. Mm. You know, and what's interesting is when we're described in the Bible as sheep and in John 10 specifically, the sheep really want to know the voice of God. And so I think maybe if we're not craving God's voice at all, we need to stop and have some very serious thoughts and conversations around that. Do I know the Lord? And really ask God to help you step into some hard places to really ask him, do I love you or do I just do I just go to church? Do I just do the things that I was told to do? but do I not even have a relationship? Yeah, do I just want you when I want you, when I need you? You know, I'm, I said John 10, I'm gonna read verses two through five because I just think it's so good. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They'll run from him because they don't know his voice. So we need to spend so much time talking to God, listening to God in our daily lives, in our mundane, in our boring moments, not just when everything's falling apart, so that our ears will very quickly and easily pick up his soft voice. Then if another voice tries to mislead us or tries to look like it's God's voice, then we will know that's not our shepherd. And You know, I was thinking of an example for this. And let's say my husband left his phone somewhere and another person picked up the phone, hit the wife, you know, contact and called me. And when I answered, it looks like Nathan's calling on my side. But if somebody else says, hey, babe, or hi, Amy, I would immediately know that is not like this is Nathan's phone, but that is not Nathan because we've been married for almost 21 years. I would know his voice. That is so good because, you know, it makes me think too, like, especially from where the enemy is concerned, because the enemy will often call us what God would not call us. Mm. And if we know God, we know he would never refer to us as that way or come at us with condemning voices and all the things. That's good. So if I pick up the phone and somebody says, hey, ugly, (laughs) then I'm going to be like, well, that's clearly not my husband. He would never say that to me. (laughs) So I love the idea in that picture of over time. And that really goes along with what Dallas was saying about pursuing God in the uneventful times. So what we're talking about here is having a continual conversation, growing in our relationship with God, like cultivating a friendship that never falters or wavers, you know, the kind of friendship through thick and thin, but that just doesn't happen overnight. You know, you said you have been married 21 21- Just about. Yeah, 21 years. Uh, We've been married 31 years. And, you know, we didn't recognize or have that comfortability with 
their voices in the early stages, but we certainly do now. And so it comes over time. And the same thing with Elijah. You know, Elijah had a conversation with God that was ongoing And because of that, he was able to recognize when God was not even talking in a fire. So in verse um, 13, it says, when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, which is a sign of respect Mm -hmm. and honor. So he's, you know, he's hearing God's voice this time, and now he's, he's wrapping his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Now, so the interesting thing is in verse 11, God calls him out of the cave, you know, to hear him. So some time has passed because Elijah has either gone into the cave because he was fearing, you know, the fire and the wind was and all the things. Sounded was a little a, scary. Yeah, there was a little, you know, going on, but there was a little bit of time lapse because he had gone back into the cave. And now he is making that forward movement because because he recognizes God's voice to be in the whisper. And he comes back out. So the point being is whatever method, which was last week's episode, and we talked about the different methods that God might speak to us, it wasn't in the fire this time. And God and Elijah knew that. Mm-hmm. He recognized the voice in the still whisper. So there are some basic questions that you mentioned in the blog. And I think as we're thinking through this, these are super helpful. So you call them alignment questions. Does the voice align with God's word? Because we know that God is not going to contradict his word. That's right. Does the voice align with God's character? Because we know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in James, it says there's no shadow of change or variation in him. So does this align with God's character? The character that we have seen through scripture and throughout our lives. That's right. And that's super important because the more we know God, then we can we can determine that that prompting or that voice that might be there is that in does that contradict who God says he is? Mm-hmm. Another one, does this voice align with loving others and furthering God's kingdom? And I think this is a really important one because God will not call us to something that does not put his glory on display and move people closer to him. So if we look at the thing that he's calling us to, and we are the heroes of that story and not Jesus, then I think we need to be very cautious and careful. And your last question was, does this voice align with who God says I am and what he's calling me to do? And again, I love that because we are clearly told how God sees us, his love for us, his great kindness to us and the way that he chooses to lead us. And if these voices are coming against that in any way, then we know that we need to push pause. This is probably not a voice from God and we need to do some more work to determine that. I would say that would probably be almost, that and the character of God would be um, two of the enemy's biggest tools Mm -hmm. is uh, to make us cause doubt uh, on who God is or doubt in who he says we are. But I still feel like there are those times where we try to filter through. I mean, we know it's not, so it's gone through the alignment questions, right? Okay, so we know this is God's, we know this lines up with 
who God is. Right. Okay. His word and all the things, kingdom building, that kind of stuff. But we're still trying to, we're vacillating. Like, this is a good thing, but is it really God prompting me to do this thing? (laughs) You know, is that still small voice my inner voice or is this God? I think that's a super valid question because we are people and we get presented with options and ideas and suggestions that are really good for good things. Like, do I go on this missions trip? Do I start a coaching business? Do we start a podcast. And I think when those things happen, how do we make sure that we're not just listening to our voice because we want to do this good, fun, exciting thing? And your blog has some additional questions and they're called sifting questions. Now you list six of them, but these sifting questions, they're meant to help us sift through these ideas that are good things and see the things that are from God. And so Janae, which one of those sifting questions stood out to you? Well, more than one, but I would say the, am I approaching this with faith and grace? Okay. And the reason why I would choose that one is because I think sometimes I get real gridlocked in trying to do things right, even for God. You know, I just want to get it right. I want to hear God right. I don't want to move forward if he's not in it. All those things are beautiful and wonderful, Mm -hmm. but I can get gridlocked. And in that, And sometimes God parts the waters Mm -hmm. and we get to walk through. But then there's that story in the Old Testament in the Jordan River that the priests, they had to go in the water and get their feet wet before God began to move and part the water. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we need to just take faith steps. And I know there's a place for waiting on the Lord, Mm -hmm. but there's also faith is faith. You know, we don't have everything 100% lined up. And so we have to take that faith step. And then where grace comes in is I need to give myself permission to not get it right. Um, because It doesn't mean you're aiming to not get it right. Right. But as you serve the Lord, sometimes we still don't get it right. We still don't get it right. And God is bigger than that. Mm-hmm. He, he, that's where his grace comes in. He's, co- he's got us covered. But he wants us to move in faith. So I feel like you have to kind of wrestle with that question a little bit. Um, am I allowing faith and grace to play into this? And where where is that in this process? I love that. I remember seeing something that just said, we're just not powerful enough to completely derail God's plan. You know, and I just appreciate that idea because we really aren't. Right. We have to give ourselves grace. Well, we're not quite finished, even though this was a four-part series and we are sitting here on part number four. um, We do want to answer one more question that's come up as we've been discussing this. And that is, what do we do when God doesn't speak? Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. What do we do with that? What do we do? So make sure that you listen next week. Continue to review us. Check out Janae's blog and her website just for coaching There's so many really good next steps that you can take. And we just hope that you take one of those and take a step forward. So now um, I want to read Psalm 85, 8 over you. I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace to his faithful people. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, 
visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the Give button. Thank you.